30, 30 talking about the postseason, not postgame. We get so caught up in a postgame. Now we actually had a postseason. So we're going to talk about the season. That hurts. Plus. That's, yeah, that's tough. It's tough. So Brandon Wildman from IlliniGuys.com. He's more famous for Eye on the Lines, but he's going to join 30 for 30 tonight to do some. We're going to talk a little bit of basketball offseason and, and what's going forward. So, Brandon, you know, you, you haven't dealt with the – as much disappointment as the rest of us have, you know, because you're not as old, but had to be one of those things. It's tough to, um, man, it had to be tough, right? Uh, what, what were your thoughts after watching that game? So full disclosure, you know, I, I'm, I'm 22. I turned 23 in two weeks and my first real full memories of college of Illinois. Um, I can remember the, the final four run in 05. Um, I remember the Arizona game. We were down in we were down in Florida, down in Orlando, um, watching the game and in our timeshare watching it, um, and that was kind of heartbreaking. You know, just kind of the way it lost. You know, I was so young. I was like, oh, we're the best team in the country. Like, we're not going to lose. And so I kind of remember that. And then I just remember, bleh. Like I, I I know the history of Illinois basketball. I've grown up a massive Illinois fan my entire life. Grew up 20 minutes from Champaign, but I just know bleh and bleh. So. In full disclosure, I'm very close with quite a few of the, t- uh, the players on the team. And I was at the game on Sunday, um, uh, sitting with family, uh, sitting with some of the players' family. And it, it, it was tough because I know, you know, I'm really close uh, with a starter on the team. And I know what he's been through um, from where they were four years ago to where they are now. So in the grand scheme of things of, you know, watching the game, I was – I wasn't too. I wasn't as upset as I thought I'd be, just because I have that perspective and I know uh, just where it was two years ago when they won 12 games. But it was also at that point where I know how much that game meant to those players. Losing that game meant to them. You know, I talked to a couple of them after the game, and they took it really hard. They some of you know I saw some comments on Twitter saying, "Oh, it doesn't look like they're taking it very hard on you know on the court or whatever it might be," but that's just not true at all um they put you know they they sacrificed a lot to put on a basketball season for us fans um and they they put everything they had into the program this season um and the program for the past you know their entire career but as a fan it myself it was tough to watch because of the potential i know of that team and it kind of mellows out a little bit for me because i i finally up and i finally in person saw that Loyola team is really good and I didn't want to admit it for the longest time because all oh, the Missouri Valley and all these other things but that Loyola team is really good and I'm not gonna be one of those guys that say hey you know they should have been a higher seed blah 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 but really you just played the competition of probably an elite eight game in the round of 32 and it's just the draw and it sucks because you could have probably won that game if you maybe came out you know had any inkling of what they're going to do on defense you probably could have adjusted quicker um, or not been shocked by it or whatever it might be. And it's tough. But I'm not taking it as hard as some fans are. My first reaction, I went to Twitter. Um, it, you know, I ended up getting over 1,000 likes on it. And I, I just started, you know, any fan that wanted to start, there was fans that were tweeting at players, criticizing them about certain things, you know, harassment criticizing, not just like, oh, you should have done this. You know, some really bad things. And that's the first thing I put on Twitter. I was like, stop this. Right now, it's one game. Just stop. And, you know, thousand, you know, a thousand plus Illinois fans and people, you know, were liking it and stuff because they saw it too. 
and you saw with what happened with Kofi. Um, and it was that was my concern and what I was worried about because especially what happened with EJ. Um, and knowing them personally, I was concerned about that. That was my concern. I wasn't really concerned about the game itself. Um, sorry to get on a tangent there, but it, I, you know that that was that's what I took away from it. Um, and so, and for me, it's not the end of the world. You know, I've lived through ten a decade of terrible basketball. So, and I look at the future of Illinois basketball, and I'm like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna be back next season, so it's okay. Like it's okay. So, what 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 were your thoughts, Brad? I know we talked a little bit after the game. You know, just kind of what were your thoughts about it? Yeah, you know, it was when it was disappointing. Um, I, I at Illinois fans, we tend to grow accustomed to that. You know what I mean? The, the, we did, we grow accustomed to having kind of heartbreak there. But you know, I, I felt the same thing. I felt like they, you know, things just didn't go their way from the start and they weren't able to ever get over the hump. You know, you got down early and just never – they get within six and they just couldn't get over that hump. And, it, you know, I know it looks like maybe they didn't – it didn't hurt him, but you know, it did. I mean, you know, just because IO has such a great ability to ha- keep his composure and stand in front of the microphone doesn't necessarily, or in the zoom camera in this case, doesn't mean that he didn't care. It just means that, you know, he's able to shield himself a little bit, you know, and, and that's, you know, to his credit, but at the same time, you know, it, it had to be rough on him inside. I know the coaches were really upset. You know, I talked to him of course after the game and then I talked to a couple of the assistants, you know, and, very, very broken up, you know, because they, you know, they felt like they had a chance to do something, you know, um, you know, win, win, get to a final four, win a national title. And so you don't have that chance every year. So it's tough. So it, in fact, it's been really probably 16 years since only had that chance. And so, you know, it isn't very common, but I think it's going to come quicker. So we're going to spin to a more positive mode now. And, and I know <laughs> it's tough today where we're looking at negative it's like negative because you know this kid's not coming right it's all oh we thought we're getting our oh we're not getting a five-star big guy but you know the thing about these guys one thing i'll say about this class these guys our coaching staff at illinois is that they don't you know they lose a guy i mean they, they might be pissed for a little bit but then it's like okay next who's next who's next on our list we're gonna go get another another dude and so that's what i like about him and that's why i think the future It'll be it'll be a lot sooner in 16 years before they're back in this uh, chance to get to a Final Four or win a national title. Uh, I'll I'll hot take it. I think they're going to be back in the chance next year. If depending on if Kofi returns, that's going to be the biggest thing. And you could literally you could have, you could see him as a one seed again if Kofi's back. Yeah, I think Kofi is the guy. I, I think if Kofi returns, everything else just kind of falls into place because you have the most dominant big man in the United States then. And and so if you have the most dominant big guy, and there's a pretty good point guard returning who might be the best passer that we've seen in Andre Corbello, you put those two guys, and, and, and we were talking a little bit before this, we we're talking about how and we thought Adam Miller really stepped up in that last game. So you just start, you've got your shooting guard, you've got your point guard, you've got your center, and then, you know, you're going to have some other pieces available too coming in possibly through a transfer market. We're going to talk more about incoming recruits and that stuff as we go forward, but that's a pretty good nucleus to start with, and then you kind of build from there. Mm-hmm. You, you know, as us Illinois fans, something we talked about that we thought would help down the road is we got a glimpse of what life is like without Ayo DeSumo. I mean, they went up to Michigan and won by 23, and they beat Nebraska. And we talked about how we liked how Ace played, you know, Adam Miller played against Loyola, but I thought he played tremendous against Nebraska. He really kept us afloat in that first half, you know, kept extending the lead. You know, he he started to show he was more than a catch-and-shoot guy. 
And I think there was a there was a narrative about him during the season that that's all he could do. He wasn't a really good defender yet. All he could do was catch and shoot. That's what he was here for. But he proved you wrong on defense. He's a, he was one of he was probably our number three, three three defense three defender behind Trent and May. You know I really don't know. May, I don't know who else we'd put ahead of him. Yeah, you know too. you could argue. Yeah, yep. you could argue. And then you started seeing he started attacking the rim. He started getting the angles that he needed to get that he wasn't getting early in the year because that's by experience. He wasn't he he didn't always do that in high school because he could just shoot, you know. So he's you could see those flashes, and now I'm starting to think, you know, early, early middle season, I'm like, you know, is he going to be your third, fourth option next year? Is that who's he who's he going to be? He could very easily be your number one scoring option next year if he if he improves how we hope he improves, takes that freshman to sophomore leap. He could be your number one scoring option with Bello dishing out assists. And well, I guess you got Kofi too if he comes back. I mean, more on the perimeter, number one perimeter scoring option, right. I guess you could say, depending yeah. on who you bring in. Yeah, depending on who's coming in, I think you're you're right. So let, let's we'll, let's just go through the roster. We're gonna we're gonna go through. We got 13 guys on scholarship right now. We got 13 guys, and we'll talk about the mm-hmm. two guys who are are committed, one signed, one committed. So let's go through. Io Io's gone. Okay, Io is gone. So mm-hmm. we're gonna put an X through Io. He's gone. He's gonna be drafted somewhere, you know, first round, late first, early second, something like that. He's gonna have a chance to play at the next level. So we got two seniors. Okay, Trent and Demonte. Okay, so what I was what I've heard right now is that um, as of the this moment, like right now, so at nine fourteen PM Central Standard Time on Wednesday, those guys are both coming back. That's as of now. Now at nine twenty four, that could change. I want you to know that because they, you know, you never know. It probably will. Probably will. So <laughs> like with it, with the with the way it's been going, it, it's yeah. it's been it's been seesawing for the last yeah. month and a half to two months. That by the time they finally make that decision, we have no idea how many times it'll change by then. So no question. There's no question. So so we you know those guys are up in the air, but at least they're they're in consideration, and they would not count against your thirteen scholarship limit. They would be super seniors, so. You'd have that. All right, so then we go down the list. The most important player, the the MIP for returning players is, of course, Kofi Coburn. Because if Kofi returns, and, and from what I'm hearing right now, I think it's 50-50. I think it's, there's a very good chance he's coming back. He's going to declare. He's going to go through some workouts. And if the, what it looks like, the NBA draft is in June. You know, he'll go through some May workouts and June and have to either decide to stay in or get out and That'll be his his time period. So you'll know before you get to the summer, too deep into the summer, what Kofi's doing. It won't be like last year where it's August because of the pandemic and the draft and being moved back and things. So what are your thoughts on Kofi? Actually, the 20 – I want to say the 2021 draft is – got pushed back. Did it? How late? Because I, I thought someone told me that. I'm looking. Yeah, I just I just Googled it. I'm looking right now. Let's see. Start date. I can't get a clear answer. But someone told me this a couple days ago. I didn't believe him. I never looked it up. I might be wrong, but I could have swore they pushed it back because the season got the the season got pushed back. Okay. The so- start of it. So, but we do we have declaration dates? Do we have when they have to pull out? Usually, that's a few weeks before, no, three, four weeks before the draft. Either way, even if it gets moved back to July or whatever. I mean, July, you're still running into the summer where you're going to know, yeah, pretty, pretty well. 
So, but regardless, they're probably going to leave a spot open for him. I, I would think, you know, no matter what, absolutely. I, I think you, you find a spot for that. dude. I, I, I would hope so. <laughs> you know, I would think. hope so. so. So then you got, you know, you got, I think the two kind of key guys coming back, you got Miller and Curbelo. I think those are returning. Mm-hmm. I think the keys are going to be Andre Curbelo this year. I mean, you got to give him the keys to the car and say, Hey, go run it and, and see what we can do from there. The other, some other guys, I mean, obviously Grandison, Jacob Grandison and um, Coleman Hawkins. I, I like both mm-hmm. those guys. They fill a role. Grandison probably had to do some things that he wasn't the best at, you know, this year. Maybe he's better as a three than a four, but he, you know, he had mm-hmm. to play there because had necessity. But he's a good passer. He can spot up and shoot. Um, you know, and and got he got a lot better defensively. I'll tell you that much because he was terrible at the beginning of the year. Couldn't even get him on the floor, and then he became at least a serviceable defensive defensive player. As the year goes on, I mean, if you're being honest, if if you can bring in a impact four, and Kofi comes back, Grandis, Grandison is probably your best option at the three, to start. Yeah. Because the way he passes, the way he can shoot, and how much he improved on defense, he's not as big of a liability on defense, which is huge, and he's so smart. He's very IQ, and him at the four is just it put Illinois in positions they didn't want to be in. Um, and then he's got he's got longer, taller guys on him as well at that at that point, which makes it harder for him to get his passes off. Makes it harder for him to get some shots off. So I think him being able to move to the three, if Illinois is able to fill that four spot, would do wonders for his game. And I, you know I think that's massive. And I think we talked about Coleman and uh, and Curbelo. Miller already has a pretty good frame and good body on him. Andre Curbelo and Coleman Hawkins, once they add some strength to summer. And you know, holster with Fletch. You don't have. It's not just you know from your from your apartment. Fletch sends you workouts. Curbelo is <laughs> yeah. going to be able to finish even more drives. I, you know, Coleman Hawkins is is going to be able to is not going to get pushed off. You know, the block by a four man. You know, so I think I think with these freshmen and sophomore, when we say in the leap, I think a big thing is going to be the strength they're going to add. So I think that's a that's a massive key moving forward for those guys. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, I'm a big Coleman Hawkins guy. I'm not sure that he's going to be there. I think when he's a junior, him. when he's a junior senior, he's going to be an impact dude. He's going to be a guy who can really, really good. I think he'll make an start making more of an impact next year, and then just keep mm-hmm. developing. I think he's a really good guy. And then you know, so we got up front guys. Now you, you're looking at the front court. You got four guys left remaining who are all kind of the four fives, right? I mean, they all played four fives. You got Georgie. Who's going to be a senior, right? You got Brandon uh, Brandon Lee, Jermaine Hamlin, and Benjamin Bossman's Verdon. Obviously, the, the Georgie had a had a big impact. I I don't know what Georgie's going to do. I, I know he and Kofi are tight, and I know he loves it here. But man, that dude's been away from his family for over a year. I mean, that's got to be tough. I I don't know. Is he going to graduate? Yeah, you know, I don't know. He he hasn't he hasn't seen his mom since 2019. I mean, it's insane, right? That's his, that's almost that's almost two years. I think he's seen his brother what was too- last March, right? So it's been over yeah, a year. His brother came for a couple days. Yeah, it came for a couple days in March, but he hasn't seen his mom in over two years. I mean, that's, that's like, I, I get insane. your brother, but I mean, my mom. Yeah, yeah, that's it's crazy to me. I will never, if he decides to go overseas, make some money, be with his family. I will say thank you for coming here. You're going to be a legend at Illinois because of your personality and you know just yes. what the the moments you gave us. And thank you, and I want you to succeed. I yeah. want every. I want the most success you could possibly have for you, because he deserves it. Yeah, no question. I, you know, and if he decides, if he decides to come back, 
Thank you. Like, okay, let's do it. Come on back, I want to see it. Like, I love it. Yep. Yeah, I love it. Phil, you know, fills I, a, there's fills not a very one way he could role. go. Georgie fills a great role for the team, you know, with his energy, with his coming off mm-hmm. the bench way he does. So, you know, what what are your thoughts on, um, you know, I'll start with Lieb. Lieb is obviously a guy they, they took as a long-term guy. They, they weren't planning mm-hmm. on him playing this year. He was like, you know, we took him to be in the weight room now. Hopefully uh, he'll have a year of offseason to get in the weight room, get stronger, improve his agility and things like that. He's obviously a big, skilled kid. Um you know, but he's probably he's a he's. I think he's still a year or two away from being a major contributor. I think. You know, I, no, I agree. I I don't want to be the guy that kind of harps on it, but if you're if you're the staff or whatever it might be, you really hope he works out because there's an understanding of what whose spot he really took. If you think <laughs> about it, you know, yeah. in, in the grand scheme of things. So you're really hoping he works out junior senior year, and I think he's a great. I've heard he's a great kid. Yeah. Works his butt off and wants to get better. And he had he had really good offers, you know. But he's a long term guy, right? But I think if you're the staff, you're like, I re- we really need this guy to work out because of the grand scheme of things, whose spot he took. You know what I mean? That's that's my view on it as a fan. I hope he works out because I've heard some amazing things about him. Yep. And I, I and too. I think he can. I think he can. You know, two years down the line. Yeah. But it just kind of it's like, uh, you know, like I I really want him to work out. Yeah, he, he shows flashes. You can see the skills. You can mm-hmm. see why he's coveted length, you know, and things. He's just mm-hmm. got to get a lot stronger and more agile mm-hmm. as he goes through. And then you got uh, mm-hmm. Jermaine Hamlin. I don't know what you thought of Hamlin. Uh, Jermaine is uh, – obviously, he's uh, he's more of a defensive guy than an offensive guy, um, you know. But he didn't get much time even in mop-up time down the stretch, you know, and things. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. What's his future? I mean, he's going to be a junior – I guess they're all they all have another year, but you know what? What's his future? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot. I think a lot was was shown when Benjamin Bossman's Redonk went in against Iowa instead of Hamlin. Um, you know, I, I I kind of compare Hamlin to Greggy Boybadine. I was actually really good friends with Greg. Um, we lived in the same dorm. Um, we pretty much ate ate lunch and dinner together every single day. And I was stunned when I found out Greg was transferring because he loved it here. Yeah. Um, and I kind of I kind of compare the two. And personally, I thought I think Greg showed more his freshman year than Hamlin's done in two years. Yeah. You know, and Greg hasn't done much at Northeastern since he went there. Yeah. So that's 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 where I'm at on Hamlin. You know, I think it shows a lot of BBV went in before him. And I compare him to a guy that isn't getting a lot of tick at Northeastern. Yeah, so kind of tells you. And then BBV is an interesting one too. He's another kid from Europe who hasn't been home, you know. So there's another kid who hasn't seen. You know, he got he went to Bloomington, as I understand it, you know, and stayed with one of the football players, right, um, mm-hmm. over the pandemic. Yep. And so BBV's been, you know, he's another kid. It's been hard for him. That's got to be tough, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, he's not been healthy either, so he's battled foot injuries and stress mm-hmm. fractures and you name it. He's had issues, so. You know, you hope he can get healthy and, and, and figure out what he can do because I'm not sure anybody really knows. I, one thing I can tell you, he looks really good. I mean, he's got a great physique. I mean, that dude is like he, – he's ripped. <laughs> so, I mean, he's he's strong. He's ripped. I mean, he went in there and battled Garza and was pretty impressive, actually, just to hold his ground, you know, in, in that game. So, but, I, you know, I don't know. We I don't think we know enough, and we probably haven't seen enough from him even in practice to know exactly what you have in him 
at this point. So that's interesting. I don't yeah, know. I I would I would agree with you there. I you know it's going to be interesting with the amount of injuries he's he sustained and the non-ability to go home and see family. Um, what impact that plays on his decision to either stay, go, or whatever it might be. Um, you know, like you said, we haven't seen him. I remember yeah. his first game he played, he hit like three threes, and we're like, oh my gosh, like this is the four we've been looking for. And then, you know, he hurt his foot. And it's tough. It's tough, especially when you're, you know, a top team in the Big Ten. That's a precious spot. You know, that's yeah. a precious scholarship that's on the team. And it's just it, – it leads people to think and just ask questions is what's going to happen. Yep. And I think that's that's where you're at with him is what's going to happen. Yep, no question. So the one guy – so if we talk injuries, I, I think a wild card also for next year is the guy who isn't on campus, hasn't been on campus all year, um, well, at least since the fall, when they've kind of been in their quarantine and bubble, has been Austin Hutcherson. Um, we've seen videos of Hutcherson throwing down dunks eye level at the rim we we know when he was in practice he was the guy who if you talk to the players and coaches he was a guy who could last year while he was sitting out could go head to head with io he was that guy he was the guy who could battle with io and, and sometimes come out on top now not every day because he didn't bring it every day but he was a kid he's the best possibly the best shooter on the team and the best athlete and usually if you're a best shooter and the best athlete and you got some ball skills, the point guard skills because he played point guard Division three, you got a pretty special guy. Now, can he stay healthy? If he's healthy, what do you think? I think he makes an impact next year if he's healthy. Oh, you're forgetting. He's 6'6". Yes. He, he provides something Illinois doesn't have. Like, Iowa was 6'5 with his hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Hutcherson's 6'6". Yep. With a 40-plus inch vertical. And it, it's not an if. He was the best shooter. He's the yep. he, When he was fully practicing, he was the best shooter and the best pro prospect on the team. Yep. And that's including Iowa. That's including Kofi. He's the best pro prospect. Now, if he's fully healthy, which from his videos and from reports, he is. He's got his, he's got his vertical back and plus some. They said yep. he's, he's, he's gained on almost everything. That's what I've heard. Strength, everything is better. And, and, if, and if he's fully healthy and he comes back, I think he could easily – No, I love Grandy. He could be your three. Yeah. He could take over the spot. Now you have Ace, Hutch, and Bellow, three guards that can handle the ball, two of them that have played point guard, Bellow and Hutch, and you got your shooter. And, heck, we're not even counting. What if Trent's back? Yeah, exactly. Trent's not Trent's not coming off the bench. Yeah, he's a three-year – not going to happen. Four-year four year starter. Probably not going to – Yeah, and, and an all-defensive player, in my opinion – should have been him or Franz Wagner for player, defense player of the year, not not Marcel. But that's another point. He's not coming off the bench. Now you're looking at a team that's got insane depth at the guard position, even more so yeah. than this year. Yes, huge. It's not. It's not. It's not necessarily. It's not necessarily proven. You know, Bello and and Trent. Yeah. But you've got that. You got an. You got basically an ace up your sleeve, in my opinion. A wild card, I guess you could say. And and, and you know the Hutcherson thing- could come in and. Yeah, he can come and play. The one thing you look at, too, obviously he fits the mold of player they're trying to bring in. If you look at the guys they have committed and signed, Luke Goody and <laughs> Ramsey's Melendez, I mean, long guys. Luke is six foot – Luke told me he's six, seven and a half now. Um, Melendez is, you know, six foot seven. These are long – you know, long, bouncy – Melendez is bouncy. Goody, Goody's more of a skill guy. But – 
but he's also Luke mm-hmm. has a chance to really fill out too. He can play. He can play two, three, four. Melendez play two, three, four. You got just such a dynamic pairing there. You know, you got dudes that can play, and uh, it's really an impressive, impressive pair. Now you throw in Hutcherson. That's three guys that you add to this mix who bring a ton of length and athleticism and mm-hmm. and shooting ability. Really changes your team, I think. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm almost six, I'm just under six five. I've got a wingspan of almost six nine, six ten. And people look at me like, Oh, you're so tall, so big. I'm short I'm short to those guys. Yeah. I'm small to those guys. That's the type of players you're bringing in. I remember the days we had Jalen Tate, you know, you know, just, just we were tiny. You know, we had a, yeah. we had DJ Williams, but he wasn't very you know wasn't very talented. Like we had all these players, and I remember those days. You know, I think I'm big and long, and I'm sh- I'm small to those guys. You know that that's that those are your type of wings you see on Florida State every single season. Yep. That's why everyone's like, oh, they're a major threat every year, because they've got players other teams don't. RJ Melendez, we'll get into him, but I love Melendez. Yeah. I oh. love that player. Huge, huge fan, huge fan. You know, big biggest knock on RJ is his motor. Sometimes he doesn't bring mm-hmm. it. But I'm telling you what, when he wants to do it, he does things that we don't have anybody on our roster who can do. I mean, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. no question. Uh, he's uh, He's got a lot of upside. You know, and like, um, you know, I, I was told by uh, someone who, who was scouting him and said, this guy is like, he's NBA talent if once he figures it all out. And you know it may not be his freshman year, but down the road this kid's gonna be really good. So I agree. So. I mean, if you watch him, mean, he just won. He won the King of the Court at a at a stacked All Star tournament in, at game in New Jersey. You know, he was the game MVP. He was the MVP of the uh, what was the, what, the grind session or whatever yeah, it was yeah. he was part of. Uh, that's there's a lot of great players in that. Yep, and he was the MVP. Um. I think, you know, 247, for example, um, their biggest knock on the player was his motor's terrible. The games the games their scouts watched, he, you know, was very bad motor-wise. I think if there was any major issue with his motor, Brad Underwood would not take him. Right. I think there's, st- I think there's things they can – I think there are things that they can work out, and they've, t- they've probably talked to him. I have no doubt they've talked to him about it. Yeah, no Like, question. hey, if you come here, this is what we expect. Yep. And if, and, if, and if Coach Underwood is A-OK with him, I'm all in. Because I love the kid's film. I love his length. I love the way he plays. And I've, someone said, he, oh, he's not a very bouncy. He's only dunking the ball like that because he's long. I don't care. He's dunking the ball. His 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 elbows are above the rim. Like, if that, okay, if that makes him – because he's that long. Works for me. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're yeah, still – who cares if he's bouncy? <laughs> you're still you got your elbow at the rim. It really doesn't matter how you get there. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I only get there with a ladder. So, you know, let's be honest. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it's 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 good either way. So, you know, you kind of look at this, I, you know, and, and I know it, it's after you lose in the round of 32 and I was leaving the, your, your first team All-American, it's easy to throw in the towel. But and, and they're not done yet. Let's be honest. They're not done. So. Let's go. I'm going to go through. I'm going to name some guys that I think that they have a legit shot at right now. One of my, and you, you, we'll go a quick, give me a quick sentence on this dude when I say him. All right. Guy there have a shot at. I think he's planning on deciding after the, uh, right around the early April, right before the signing period, is Brandon Podjemski from Wisconsin. What do you think? 
I love me some Wisconsin shooters. Tyler Hero, come on down. He's a great – I mean, Mr. Wisconsin, 35 points a game, can absolutely stroke it. I'm all in. Yep. Shooter. I mean, I love shooters, man. Guys who, at the end of the day, and I could be wrong here, but from what I've seen, every game that I've played, it's whoever scores the most points wins. And so you get guys who can put the ball in the bucket. I, I'll always take them. Give me shooters. So Brandon Podjemski. Now another guy that they're they're working very hard is Ty Ty Washington, one of our favorites. And we know that, you know, everybody's working Ty Ty. But what it? Tell me, tell me Ty Ty. Give me my give me my Ty Ty. Oh man, he you know he's the dream, and you shoot for the dream. You go as hard as you can until you're told no. It's that dream yep. girl on vacation. You're like, you go as hard as you can until she finally says no and you walk away. Yep. And then maybe you get lucky. So you're right. You know, you, you go with it, right? So, you, you know, maybe she says yes. So uh, Very slim know. chance, but maybe you do. Yeah, you see. You know, and Ty Ty's obviously got everybody after him. You know, Kansas, mm-hmm. Kentucky, we've talked about it. You know, uh, Texas, you know, UCLA now I think has pushed, uh, been kind of the one that's kind of pushed up there. And there's even talk about him doing G League. That's even kind of come out there now. Um, you know, elite. They, yep. Elite. Yep. He's, He's fantastic. Elite. So we'll see what happens, but they're going to put their, throw their hat in the ring. And there, there are a few other guys, you know, that kind of might come with, you know, there's a couple of decommitments there, but so let's look at the transfer portal too. I mean, this year's oh, a totally different thing. Transfer. I mean, you think about it. There, there's so many good dudes out there. So one guy that has, you know, that Illinois has, has heard from is Armand Franklin from Indiana. So, uh, Franklin from Indiana, uh, Illinois has uh, has interest in him. Now, they feel, and this is my kind of take from what I've been told, it seems like they think he's probably a lot like Trent. I mean, he's kind of would fill that same role. So if Trent returns, they may not have the same interest in him. If Trent doesn't return, that's a pretty good replacement for Trent Frazier right there. You get a guy who makes 43% from three, defends, um, can score. That'd be pretty good. So, and anytime you can take a Hoosier, that's not a bad thing either, right? Take, you know, kind of make them feel the pain. You know, when he when he announced that he was transferring, what was the what did I what did I say? I sent it straight to you. I was like, I want this kid. Yep, yep. He did. was the one person on. He was the one person realistically on Indiana that I was like, I want this kid. He's a great shooter great scorer of the ball it's not just shooting he can get to the rim he can hit you know mid-range jump shots and he plays defense and heck if he did that in an archie miller offense imagine what he could do in brad underwoods (laughs) isn't that the truth so yeah they were a little offensive (laughs) challenged offensive but how about you know and and so kind of transitioning here to the big 10 what's the big 10 going to look like next year so we see indiana losing guys galore i mean everybody and you know some of them may come back who knows but it sounds like well, they may go all over. You know, you may have all kinds of things um, happening there. And and their big guy, you know, Trace Jackson Davis, we don't know what he's doing. Is he staying going? Whatever. I'm sure he'll see what the new coach says. And then, uh, you know, and then you, then you start Northwestern loses Miller Cop today. You know, Miller Cop jo- goes mm-hmm. into the transfer portal. So Northwestern, who wasn't very good. Maryland's coach looks like he's going in the transfer portal to try and get a different <laughs> job. 
Um, as long see, as as long as he can play Jawan Howard twice a yeah, year. Exactly. We'll see that see that match. So angry elf and Jawan going head to head. So they got a. But you know, I, obviously, I think Michigan and Purdue are set up well. You know, for the future. And Ohio State's got some nice dudes coming back. But you know, there's a lot of question marks. Iowa loses. I mean, if Wieskamp goes, as I expect Wieskamp to at least declare and give it a shot. But I, I would venture to see you lose Wieskamp, Garza, and Bohannon, you know, and you know, it's a rebuild. To, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a rebuild. There's no question. So you you look at all these teams in, in Wisconsin. They're all 40. You know, we already got a couple guys who said they aren't coming back. You know, and, and they you know that that is the, the Big Ten's pretty much wide open. There's a great opportunity for Illinois to be right there again at the top of the conference with just maybe one or two additions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll be honest, I like Purdue. I love their long team. I was high on them in the end of the year. I was proven very wrong, yeah. <laughs> as I was about a lot of Big Ten teams. Me but, too. <laughs> you know, if Kofi comes back, they're 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 my number – they're 1A, 1B with, with Michigan, in my opinion. Michigan's going to have a lot of pieces to in, in, integrate, and I think Juwan Howard did a good job of that this year. But it's going to be interesting because you're going to have you're going to have more egos next year with them because you got a couple five stars if they make it you know who knows with the G League um, you're going to have a lot more egos there so that'll be interesting yeah. to see and I just think Illinois will have a better team if Kofi's back than Purdue Ohio State all those other teams and we get another season of Michigan and Illinois fans going back and forth saying it's not a rivalry we just hate each other so. <laughs> Yeah, no, I really think so. I think Illinois' position to be there, you know, obviously Penn State's got a new coach. You can go down a list of teams, and it's pretty much, I mean, there are, it's wide open. I mean, you know, Rutgers loses a lot of guys. They've had guys who've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota has a new coach and lost, you know, Marcus Carr. <laughs> Nebraska, well, they're Nebraska. Of course, the only thing you know about Nebraska, Nebraska may be taking all the guys that everybody else is losing, though. You just never know, because that's what Hoiberg does, right? All the guys from Indiana and well, Northwestern, they may end up in Nebraska at the end of the day. Who knows? You see, you, well, you see today, Nebraska, their Huskers website had uh, Xavier Pinson. Is like yeah, yep. That's high on Nebraska. You know, well, good for them, I guess. But I, I like Ho- I like Hoiberg, but Nebraska's Nebraska. Um well, I'm never. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be worried about them until until they're good. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to be worried until they're good. Well, and I, and the one thing about it is, if you're going to do transfer, you, it's fine. I mean, you can you can do some stuff, but eventually you got to have some consistency, and you're going to have to bring in some for or else you're just changing the whole every year. Every year it's just a new turnover, and that's mm-hmm. tough. Mm-hmm. We know in the Big Ten that's tough to have all new guys. So, so as we kind of look at the Big Ten, it's kind of wide open, and so Illinois has a great chance. So, let's go back to our transfer portal. All right, I'm going to give you a name, mm-hmm. and this is – Back in the portal. Ooh. This is back in the portal. My favorite transfer portal guy of all of them. Wait. And, and, and you, wait. you know who guess. this is. You, I'll let you guess because you he's should a, know he, who this is. Go ahead. Your favorite one? My favorite transfer it's portal It's got to be Trey Mitchell. It's Trey Mitchell. Yes! It's got to be Trey Mitchell. You got it. So there you go. So we got a – Trey Mitchell is uh, in the transfer portal from UMass. Um fantastic player i mean goodness gracious this is a dude that is just a baller uh he is uh you know he's a he's a four he could play five he pairs up so well with kofi because of his ability to shoot it for 38 percent from three 57 percent from two um you know he, he rebounds uh he gets to the line shoots 77 percent from the line that'd be something cool but so you compare him with kofi <laughs> you compare him with kofi 
Or you can, if Kofi somehow goes, now you just play him. He becomes your five. And you're really good there because you got a 6'10 kid who can maybe a little more versatile even, you know, than what you have with Kofi. Mm-hmm. And not, not as dominant, but as versatile. And, you know, he, he's a good passer. He blocks some shots. He, I mean, I, I can't – this. I think he is fantastic. And he's a team concept guy, extremely intelligent, mm-hmm. um, really, really smart kid. Um, you know, the question is then what happens, you know, with his, his coach that he's kind of the Tony Bergeron, who's the kind of, he's kind of packaged with sort so to speak, but I, I don't think he's going to be able to get a high major job out of it. So I think it comes down to what's going to be the best fit for Trey, but it may take some time to play out, but I'm going to tell you what, if Illinois adds him, we've talked about it. If you put Trey and Kofi on the same front court, that, that's the best front court in America, period. Mm-hmm. End of story. Am I, am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. I, I change my mind. <laughs> I'm not going to because <laughs> a lot of you out there might be saying, "Well, he plays eight ten. He does this." So my, you know, my podcast, Eye on the Lights. We look at betting markets, lines. I don't care what conference you play in. You know, I I did a lot of a ten. I watched a lot of a ten basketball this year because it was at weird times and it gave me something to do in the middle of the day. Trey Mitchell is an absolute stud like it's not even a question like he would be a first or second team all big 10 player this season and i mean that and i i fully I, he would be above travion williams he would probably be behind garza and kofi in my opinion probably the only two bigs he'd be behind in the big 10 and this guy can shoot he can pass he can play defense and he can rebound and he rebounds at a very high rate in addition to that, I think it was almost like 8.6 a game or something around there, um, rebounds per game. And what isn't said about this, you watch the A-10, you watch the UMass Minutemen, he wasn't one of those guys where like, give me the ball, I'm going to go score. He runs the offense, and then he tries to score at the end because they don't have anyone else to score. But he makes a good, he makes a very good percentage of them because he takes good shots. But he also dishes to open, oh, he can pass out of a triple team yeah, or he can pass out of a double team, something our bigs are not very that? good at right now. I don't know. What are you talking about? Exactly. Um, uh, pass out. No. So I, I, I was sold on if, Trey Mitchell, obviously, when he was in high school. I got to watch him play in high school. But you know what sold me on him? I watched uh, – there was a game. It was um, back in 2020. It was February of 2020. And at the time, the top player in the country was from Dayton, Obi Toppin, right? Mm-hmm. So, Mitchell okay. goes head to head with Obi Toppin, throws up a twenty-six point performance against him, and and I and I was like twenty-six points, ten rebounds, and I was like, this this dude, he's he's okay. I think this guy can. We got a place for him. You know, hit a couple threes, and you know, I was like, yeah, it, they took Dayton down to the wire. Dayton was ranked like in the top five at the time, right? And I'm like. Here we go. This this guy's good. Man, I wish he'd have come to Illinois. And um so maybe he will. <laughs> Just maybe yeah. a little you know, later. You know, he was he was Yeah, he was an A10 rookie of the year, you know, newcomer of the year, he's the A10. And then his sophomore season first team all A10. And he it, it was it wasn't an unanimous, I guess you could say, but from what I read, it was pretty much like one ballot of a team that didn't like UMass didn't vote for him. Pretty much what happened. Um the dude's the dude is unreal, and whether he is he is the perfect four for.
for next to Kofi because he can he can back you down, but he can shoot the ball. Yeah. And he can play defense. He's quick enough to play defense on quick fours. And he can rebound. You have a seven foot Kofi Coburn and a six ten Trey Mitchell as your two guys rebounding the ball. <laughs> you ain't getting re- you ain't getting re- out rebounded any game. And I mean that. You are not getting out rebounded. And how about how about outletting to Curbelo and just letting him run? Oh my. Good mm-hmm. things will happen in transition. And, and Trey, Trey, and Trey Mitchell can dribble too. It's it's not like you get the ball and he can't put the ball on the court. I don't want him being your point guard by any means, but he can dribble the ball if he has to. Yep, totally. Agree. We haven't had that in Illinois in uh, since. When's the last player that we've had at the four position in Illinois? Rod Roger Powell. That was good. Oh yeah. I mean, but it it's was been all 16 years. even even when you played like I mean even the guys that we had like you know LeRon Black but he, they almost played him at the five to be honest I mean he played four you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it was more of a he's more of a post guy you mm-hmm. know so but really I mean yeah. th- this guy's next this guy's a different level Trey's a different level than what we've yeah. had so and you know and as we're talking about Trey Mitchell guys this isn't this isn't a pipe dream there's a legitimate chance you could have Trey Mitchell on this team next season it's not a pipe dream yeah he's definitely as some a guy people that, might say it is it's not. He's a guy that Illinois wants, and he has interests, so we know that. So we'll just kind of see what happens, though. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be something that happens tomorrow, mm-hmm. but um, definitely a guy that they have have in mind. And so you've you've had a chance to go through this transfer portal and look at this, the transfer portal. Any other guys that stand out to you that you say, "Hmm, I'd like this guy." You know, that's tough for me because I don't really know. You know exactly. There, there's some players on teams that I want that are not in the portal. <laughs> not in the portal. That I think could be in the portal, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to say their names because that, that's not fair. Uh, but in the portal currently, um, you know, I can't. There's not anyone that you know. I I told you, my guys. I love Armand Franklin, and I love Trey Mitchell. There's no one else currently out there that I'm like, oh my god, I really need. Well, there's a couple on a couple teams that I'm like, I really need. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What, about, what about you? Is there anyone? Is there anyone I'm I'm missing? No, I mean I, I think those are the two guys that to me fit um, the best mm-hmm. for Illinois. I mean there are other guys out there. There are good players. I mean I think Walker Kessler is going to be really good. There's a lot. You know, there's a lot of good players. Don't get me wrong. The the kid from I, I love the guard from UMKC. Um, I can't even, now. I can't remember his name. Sounds like Kansas for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon I mean, McKissick. Yeah, McKissick. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. But at the same time, realistically, probably not going to be an option. So I'm not really looking at them. Mm-hmm. So, no, but yeah, I think Mitchell and Franklin are my two guys that I really like as far as I think they fit. I think they're gettable. And, and I think they're dudes that I, I would definitely love to see in orange and blue next year. And, and you know, depending mm-hmm. on what happens with everybody else and, and so forth. So, so we go, th- you know, we're kind of wrapping this up. Illinois Athletics. So, you know, we're, we're talking about, let's kind of talk as a whole. You know, it's the end of the mm-hmm. basketball season. But we start spring football now. Spring football's rolling. And, and mm-hmm. for the first time in a while, like, it seems like, and I say, this sounds terrible. I actually care about spring football. Like, I'm actually, like, I'm kind of <laughs> watching spring football. Like, oh, this is cool. I can't watch it, but I'm just the, I'm watching the press conferences every day. I'm interested mm-hmm. i'm intrigued i'm covering some recruiting i'm actually kind of looking at dudes that are you know at the oh who's mm-hmm. doing well the quarterback battle oh good story um you know it, it's like I, I, that's been a while since i actually cared so mm-hmm. what, what are your thoughts on illinois athletics right now yeah i mean if we look at uh football just in general um i 
you know, I I was a personal fan of the of Tim Beckman, the personal, you know, his personal side. Um, I knew him well. I was friends with his son. Um, he recruited me out of high school. Um, so kind of hearing everything that happened there, and even you know, I still have players that die by it that say he got you got the wrong end of what happened. Um, I I don't know the story, and I'm not going to get into it. Um, but when Lovey got, I soured on Lovey very quickly. Um, so I just have not been a fan of, I was never a fan of Lovey regime at all. Um, I ended up uh, living with uh, Bobby Roundtree and another couple, another player um, for almost a year and a half. Um, and so I got to know a lot of the players. So I know them very well. I know a lot of them still on the team now. Um, and I know them well. And I want, I want them to do well. And I love Coach Bielema because I, I tell, I, I kind of look back and if Coach Bielema was the coach at Illinois when I was in high school, I have zero doubt I would end up at Illinois, whatever in whatever aspect it would have been. I, and I don't know. Um, and played football at only for four years. You know, my, my journey from football for, at a high school is um, something I could write a novel on. I'm not going to because I hate <laughs> writing, but um, it's something I could. Um, and kind of how I ended up back at Illinois and um, where I ended up now, where I am today. Um, and so my my I have always loved football. I have always been intrigued by football. And I was very disappointed in the way the whole, um, just the way Lovey ran the program and the way he was just didn't didn't seem to care, and that's what hurt because I, I grew up loving Illinois football, and, and in my opinion I probably I think I probably cared more about Illinois football than Lovey did, and I don't know if that's true, but it, it felt like it. Yeah. And ceiling coach, no go sorry go ahead go ahead. No I I agree with that I think Lovey gave up persona a lot of people and like he just. It was a profession. I think he was trying to be professional. He's more of an NFL guy. I think in college mm-hmm. you need more of a. It got to be a little bit more fiery in college. A little more rah rah. And Bielema is fiery. Rah rah. Just got a great personality. I think people are gonna love watching him interact and just having the energy he's gonna yeah. bring. Look, I'm not proclaiming it's gonna work out with Coach Bielema. I'm not saying in four years we're gonna have a top twenty team. You know, fighting for that West. You know, title. But if he can't do it, then I really don't think anyone can at Illinois. And I mean that. Um, if yeah. he, if Coach Bielema can't do it with the staff he has, the way he coaches, the way he interacts with recruits, with what he has in that, you know, the facility, I don't think anyone will ever win at Illinois. I really don't. And I, I say that in terms of, as an, as an Illini fan, is I'm cautiously optimistic. I think there's a bright future ahead. I don't know how the season will go, but all the seniors are turning huge. Yeah. And I think a scheme change will be will be beneficial as well. Well, and and you know the expectations in football are much different than in basketball. Like in mm-hmm. basketball, we want a Final Four, we want a national title, we want it. We we've been there. We we feel like we can do that. In football, you, you go to a bowl game every year, and every six or seven years, you win the Big Ten, go to the Big Ten championship games. We're putting a statue up. We're gonna have a Brett Bielema statue. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, out there, you know, so it's different. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I think the expectation is just totally different than mm-hmm. I think Bielema can do that. I think he can be, make us a consistent bowl team. And then yeah. once you get to that I, level, I also, yeah, you, you start building. Okay. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know, I know football kind of dominates, especially in the fall and basketball dominates in the winter to spring, but I want to give a shout out, you know, the softball team's having a great season so far. Um, the soccer team is as well. And the golf, men's golf is is doing amazing. Fantastic. You know, I don't know the exact records of all of them. I just know, um, you know, some friends I've, have posted. Um, I don't know if Alexis posted. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to all of them. 
um, for, you know, because they've been through a lot too. It's not just basketball and football have gone through it. Um, all these athletes have. Yep. And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to all of them for, you know, all their hard work. They're, you know, I know they do it because of the love of the game and, you know, helps pay for college. But at the same time, they don't have to. Yep. I mean, they're putting on, they're, they're going out there and, you know, they're, they're putting it out there for fans. And I, I just want to tell them I appreciate that. And I hope all, I hope all LMA, fans of LMA athletics just takes a look at them, you know, maybe send a tweet to the, to the soccer team, you know, saying good luck or whatever it might be, or the golf team or, you know, whatever it might be. Cause I know they appreciate it. I know they see it too. That's a big thing too. Yeah, no question. So, so speaking up to that, so one of my sturdy for 30s was, of course, with Illinois softball pitching coach Lance McMahon. We had him on a show previewing their <laughs> season before they started. They're actually 10-2 and two right now, the Illinois softball team. They have their home opener Friday. Let's go. Home opener's Friday. Okay. And it gets even better. Brandon, it gets even better. We are going to be covering the home opener at IlliniGuys.com. We will have coverage from the home oh. opener. So that a baby. Let's go. Because we're, we're, we're supporting all that. of them. So, so we love that. So, yeah. No, I it's love that. Pretty exciting. Um, I, it's the cool thing for me is I actually have kids that I coached when they were younger that are now on the Illinois softball team. So that's kind of – I got that connection. Really? See, you oh, know the awesome. – See, the thing is you know the players because you're the same age. I know because I'm the same age as their parents. So that's the difference <laughs> between us. So um, maybe older than their parents. I don't know. But, yeah, you get the idea. So anyway, so I, I think they're a pretty hey, good my, place. My, yeah, my, my half life is getting there because I'm I'm you know I'm a half a year out of college and you know by the t- you know next year I'm gonna know like nobody on the teams anymore and it's gonna be tough but that's all right that's all right. Yeah no it's it is so. it gets there. I, hey I went to so you you just gotta kind of hang around and I, I remember going out to uh, when I in 2005 I remember um, the the last regular season game, I think I went out to eat with uh, D and Darren and families. And it was, it was crazy. So after the game, so that was pretty wild. We actually went to <laughs> why we went there. We went, we ended up at Bennigan's because everything else was like Bennigan's like who goes to Bennigan's yeah. like, why, why would we do yeah. that? I look back and I'm thinking, what, what were we doing? Why didn't we go someplace good? So, but anyway, so yeah, you, you, you stay connected. You'll be, you just kind of live around there and you, you just kind of stay involved and it's pretty cool. So. But yeah, no, yeah, that's true. I think they're in a great place, though. Illinois athletics, and you know, mm-hmm. obviously, we focus a lot on basketball and football. But you know, those other sports are very important, and those athletes have had a rough go. They missed the these spring athletes missed their whole year last year. So that's it's fantastic mm-hmm. to see them getting out on the field, getting to do what they love. So it's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So before we before we get off, is there anything you want to add to the guy? You know, to the to the listeners out here, um, you know, upcoming stuff for Illini guys or whatever it might be. Yeah, sure. So Illini guys, obviously our multimedia uh, website, we've got written things, we've got podcasts, we've got some videos, all kinds of different stuff. But I will tell you this. So coming up, uh, I'm going to be starting kind of our spring basketball preview series where I'm going to have various AAU directors and coaches coming on to kind of talk about their spring season. And then next weekend, actually April 2nd and 3rd, I'm coming up to your neck of the woods, Brandon, and I'm going to be attending the NY2LA Swish and Dish, and I'm going to be watching some young Illinois targets in the class of 22 and 23. Hey, I might drive 35 minutes and take you out to dinner, or you can take me to dinner, whichever works. Yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I, if you want to buy, I'm definitely not going to tell you no, but I probably, you know, <laughs> but usually when you're the old guy, you end up buying. I know how this works. So. 
so I know how this I'm works. I'm just messing with you. But no, <laughs> no, you, you texted me about that this morning, and, you know, I'm looking forward to it too because, you know, later on this summer I'll be able to take in a couple of those events to help with the line at guys as well. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, for Eye on the Lines, uh, uh, we're going to have a podcast out um, for the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. And, you know, for anyone, that, our regular season, we were 39-18-1, which is really good, 68.5% clip. It's actually hilarious. For So far through round of 64 and 32, we are dead even. Um, we are, I think, I believe we're 21 and 21. We only picked uh, 42 games. And I don't think if I did it again, I could do that. Um, and, and I'll be honest, like, if we just picked the games we actually liked and thought we had a good idea on, we would be well above you know, even. But I wanted to challenge ourselves to see if we could pick, you know, bet the board. And... <laughs> It's not going. It's 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 very it's it's hilarious because on the last pot on round of sixty four, you know, round of thirty two pot, I said there's no way I'm gonna be able to go even again. And so the first day I go five and two, and I'm like, let's go, like we're gonna be do- good. Very next day two and five. So I'm like, of course, I yep. should have seen this coming. All I needed was a three and four day, and I've been. Oh, I said I told you guys. Nope, yeah. didn't get it. So, but it's- I also wanna wanna. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's a, but it's tough right now. This has not been your normal tournament. Mm-hmm. It's been chaos. It's, it's, my, been, it's, been, it's been crazy. My bracket is a dumpster fire at this point, although I do have Gonzaga my, winning it still. My bracket was a dumpster fire after round one. So, <laughs> oh, And also, if you are a subscriber to Illini, guys, we have a second chance bracket. Yes. For the Sweet exactly. 16, you can, you can win $300. Um, it's for Illini, guys, subscribers only. In addition to that, for if you're an Atlanta guy subscriber, we have a members-only Zoom next Wednesday. Um, it's stuff you you won't hear on podcasts, you won't see in writing, maybe for another month. It's just it's you know Brad it does a great job of kind of breaking down what he's allowed to say and maybe even some things that maybe he's not necessarily maybe allowed to say. We, who knows? It depends. We just go with the flow. We answer questions of members, um, and we just kind of we just we we do it for you guys. It's a, it's a little added perk for Atlanta Guy subscribers, and so far we've had amazing feedback on it. They love it, and that's why we're doing one a little, a little sooner than we expected. Isn't that right, Brad? Exactly. Yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of new subscribers. Um, we are really uh, – it's been really good. Uh, really, really enjoying uh, doing these podcasts, you know, covering Illinois for Atlanta guys. It's been a great – you know, we've only been in place for about – you know, or have we been three months? I don't even think it's been three months yet, but – it's been great. We're we're reaching hmm. goals that we didn't expect to reach at this point, and so uh, appreciate everyone for uh, coming on, um, joining up, and uh, we we think it's uh, those subscriber zooms have been the been really a hot ticket. People love coming into those. They're like, wow, and hmm. they're like, can we record it? And we're like, no, you cannot. So they're so that's kind of been <laughs> our thing. So. Uh. Well, you know, I, I I had a couple, you know, I want to get subscribers ask me if I could take notes or something like that. I'm like. I would love to, but we do this so no one else can get the information. We do this so it can't be stolen, it can't be recorded, anything like that. So that's why we try to make it a time as many people as possible can do. And it's yep. you know it's 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 stuff that might eventually come out. Like that's not the question. It's it comes out a month later, right? You know you, you know you don't you don't have the background knowledge because Brad goes into depth more of more than just a simple one liner. He kind of goes into depth why why this is that what you know what exactly is going on, and you know it's not just recruiting stuff. We go on about the season, we go on about a practice, we go on about returning players, and then you have any type of question, you know, 
For example, someone could ask Brad, what do you make of all these misses dating back to the fall? And Brad's going to have a very detailed, great answer. It's college basketball recruiting. What do you expect? <laughs> Yeah, hey, we could probably go into more detail. That, that's the fun part about it, is right. Yeah, which yeah. assistant coach, yeah. uh, which which school hired an assistant coach to to get it? I mean, we could we could maybe have that in the subscriber Zoom call. So, regardless, so they're, they're fun. So hey, um, sturdy for thirty. Brandon Wildman, make sure you check out Eye on the Lines with him. He's going to have some winner. You can win some money. He's would have made you if you just bet ten dollars on all his bets so far this year, you'd be up two hundred ten dollars right now. So. You'd be you'd be loaded. You'd be have you have cash in your pocket, and you could get some Easter baskets or something for your kids. So if you were listening, but only but we just do it for fun, so you don't have to do that. But anyway, so I I got to I didn't use the disclaimer. Only fun. Guys. Only fun. Only fun. Just to get you could have fictitious two hundred. Only fun. <laughs> so and then uh so uh, and obviously alignaguys.com you can find all this stuff uh, there, um and uh so appreciate. It. Thank Brandon. Thanks for coming on Sturdy for Thirty. Uh, we appreciate everyone for listening. 30 for 30. Thanks.